Welcome to another great edition of Talking Tigs. I'm Scott Gerard. Joining me today is Tommy Johnson and Daniel Zollinger for the, like, I think the 103rd time, uh, which is awesome. Probably got a quick one for you today. There wasn't too much that came out, but there was some, uh, some ground-shaking news that came out of the Big 12, or what is about to be formally known as uh, the Big 12, uh, Texas and Oklahoma petitioning the SEC to join them. Uh, we're going to get into that and what that might look like, what the uh, you know the the ramifications from that might be, and and everything in between. Uh, and then also uh, an LSU Tiger won a gold medal. If you haven't heard, uh, we're going to cover that as well. Uh, but before we do, want to check in with the co-hosts, see how you guys are doing. Uh, man, I, I I felt like you know there was going to be a shift in college football, but this is just crazy, right? Like we, I don't think we would have seen this coming if we'd. Uh, if you'd asked us, you know, what, what would, what would, what wouldn't you expect in the next five years? Yeah. I mean, it, this is, this, I, I think it's almost um, missed upon us how big this could be. And we're going to get into it. I mean, I think this is probably one of the biggest, biggest topics we've, we've covered in the two years of doing this podcast. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm excited to get in with, get into it with you and see what y'all have to think about it. Yeah. Uh, and the fact that it was kind of so out of the blue, I think was the kicker for a lot of people to where, I mean, this apparently has been under conversation for a while, but then they just dropped it on everybody's like, oh, all of a sudden, Texas and Oklahoma and the SEC and the whole college sports world just lit on fire after that. Um, so excited to talk about that. I uh, had a good week, watched a little Olympics, like you said, and uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, so I, I guess we might as well just hop on into it because it's it's such a such a crazy topic. And um, you could say it's been in the works for years, but it's just like everything that's gone on until now, I don't know, it kind of points to the, to the counter. I mean, I guess my first thought when I heard was, wow, that's, that's crazy. Um, You know, these are two for, you know, formerly blue bud programs, basically, maybe Oklahoma could still be considered. I mean, they did play in the playoffs a couple of years ago, but uh, definitely not, Definitely not competing. You know, they haven't won a title since, guy, what, 01 or something. Uh, Texas is in 05. But basically, they were the, you know, the stalwarts of that that conference before there was that last shakeup that sent some people to the Pac-12 and West Virginia joined the Big 12 and all these things. But for all intents and purposes up until that point, you know, those were the two blue bloods. Everyone else was rising and falling, kind of like what happens with any conference. And, you know, I guess the thought was, is well, it's Texas and Oklahoma, one of those two. And maybe every once in a while, some random team are going to be, you know, the big 12's representative, if they're going to play for a title, I guess that that's just, you know, basic understanding if you're following college football. Uh-huh. Um, but like now they're willing to do away with that and go join the sec. And just based on what happened two years ago, neither one did very well against, well, LSU basically, because LSU <laughs> blew the doors off both of them uh one was way worse than the other so it's like why that's what i'm trying to wrap my head around is why why do you think they're doing this now um particularly in the playoff era unless i don't know do you i'll start with you tommy i guess like do you think that they know something that we don't know that's coming or is this just like i I don't know uh they tend to think the sec makes better choices as a conference puts themselves in a better position because you know with all the COVID everything last year SEC went ahead and everyone else just kind of jumped in after like is is it something like that or just something else 
I mean, I think Daniel, I, when, when Scott said, Scott, when you said, you know, why are they choosing to do this? Daniel showed the, the money sign. He just oh. said, it's all about the money. I actually, I don't know, Daniel, why do you think it's about the money? Cause I don't think it's that way. Oh, well, the first thing that jumps out to me is that with the playing 12 team college football expansion, mm. you can estimate that SEC is going to have at least three, potentially four up to even five teams in the playoff every year. And so I would imagine Texas and Oklahoma, Texas may be overconfidently so, thinks they have a reasonable shot at the playoff and all the prestige and TV stuff that goes with it every year, plus just the general SEC uh, media rights is worth way more than anybody else. Uh, and if they can lock up that long-term contract with ESPN, set themselves up for just increased dominance over the next probably 20-plus years where they may not see that future with the Big 12. Well, see, I, I actually – I think that for – I think for a, strict, for a strictly like money standpoint and for the playoff standpoint, it doesn't make sense to go to the SEC because when you, when you have when – you're, when you're Texas or, or Oklahoma, mainly Oklahoma in the past, you know, what, 10, 10 years or so, but – um, Texas traditionally and, and Steve Sarkeesian hopes in the next five years or, you know, however long, if you're at co- with the expanded playoff, you got to think conference champions of every power five while we have power fives conference champions automatically in. So let's just say Oklahoma is automatically in every year. If they come over to the sec, I mean, there's a good chance they're not conference champions. They're going to have to actually pull. It's going to be a battle to get con- to, to be, to even compete for conference champions. True. Then, and the same thing with Texas, like if Texas thinks, you know, okay, well, like conference champion, it's going to be all power five. So that's five guaranteed spots, um, maybe six counting the AAC, uh, you know, they're, they call themselves the power six conference. So six guaranteed spots for a, uh, for a conference champion. Then there's six at large bids. Well, the number two team in the, in, I mean, the Longhorn, the number two team, the, in the big 12, that means something we're going to have a good shot as long as we basically just only lose to Oklahoma every year. So I don't think this is about playoff. I don't think it's necessarily about money from what I've seen, uh, Texas or the collectively, they're going to lose out on $150 million. Texas is, you know, Texas has the longhorn network. I don't know if the sec is going to, going to play ball with that because most likely not from what I've seen. Yeah. I've seen that too. You know, they've got basically got a Texas runs the big 12. I mean, they get, we, we saw it just from a week and a half ago and you got to think there were rumors that Texas is leaving, right? This, they did not just make this decision yesterday. Right. And even a week and a half ago, the, the league kowtowed to Texas and banned horns down. So I, I think Texas runs this league. The only reason that I, I think this is as much an SEC move as it is a as it is a uh, a big as it is a Texas and OU move. I think that as much as uh, there's so many dominoes and it's it all links together with everything we've talked about in the past you know three months or so. NIL came about whether we like it or hate it or you know whatever think about it. It's clearly changed college football. It's changed it in a matter of weeks. And Mark Emmert, the head head of the NCAA, shirked all responsibility, said, you know what, we don't have a plan, forget it. We're going to leave it up to the schools. We're going to leave it up to the conferences. And that vacuum of power, everybody said it, and I mean, this is not necessarily an original thought by me, but it's true. Greg Sankey's taken it over. He's he's become the the alpha. I, I was listening to Josh Pate's podcast, which I really like. If you if you don't listen to Late Kick, go go give it a, a shot after uh, after you listen to Talking Tigs. 
and he equated it. And this is something I, I had thought of myself and it was weird. I was, as he was saying it, I was like, this is, a, yes, you're right. Like, this is what I, I was just thinking this. If you ever want to know what, it, what, it, what it's like and for, you know, the average person probably isn't able to, to watch like business uh, and, and from a really close, you know, close aspect, because usually when the deals are done, you only hear about them once they're done. This is Amazon. Greg Sankey is acting like Bezos and going out there and just, or Zuckerberg or whoever, and just buying. He's going to, I mean, he's going to say like, you know what? We want the biggest brands out of these teams. You know, I don't think they're done shopping. And I, I remember when A&M came to the SEC, I remember talking with friends saying, you know what? I think the next one's Clemson. They should go after Clemson. That, that would be a right, that would be the right move. I mean, right now, as, as these teams come into the SEC, the, 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 the oxygen is just gone. There's only, there's, it's a vacuum. The act, that vacuum is going Southeastern. And so um, I think the only, I think that almost, it's almost like a, an offer that these teams can't refuse when the SEC comes knocking and they say, Hey, Oklahoma, Hey, Texas, we want you to come in here. It's going to be mutually beneficial. You know, y'all will get to, you'll get to recruit better. I mean, I think Texas and, and OU will benefit a big time from recruiting. I think they'll benefit from that SEC brand. Um, I think that they, I think that if, if everything goes according to their plans, where they keep the level of play up in both programs, you know, Sarkeesian brings Texas, Texas back. OU continues on the level they're at. I think they're only going to improve with a move to the SEC. So it makes sense for them, but I don't think it's the, I, I think it's, I think it's a much, um, I think it's almost like a desperation or not a desperation play, but there's writing on the wall and these, these administrators, these high up people in college football know that with, with these kind of moves and once they go through college football is never going to be the same. No, definitely not. I mean, it hasn't been the same ever since basically, you know, the BCS era. And cause you know, we were stuck with that and everyone hated it, but we were stuck with it. And then they moved to a playoff and we were like, fine. Yay. Finally. But people weren't happy with that either. So college football has been evolving for like the last 20 years um, but literally it's like, been going, it, it, everything gets, everything gets faster. It's like, you know, it took, yeah. it took however, like what, 15 years to get to a, to get to a playoff. People always talk about playoff, playoff, playoff. We got to get to a playoff. And then we, so we, so they started the playoff in 2015, right? Wasn't yeah. that the first year? Then it became, yeah. Then it's, oh, we got to expand now. We got to expand. And then within five, within five years, they're like, okay, you know what? 12. <laughs> We're going from four to 12. Yeah, really. As soon as you think it's settled in some sense, think the opposite because it will be changing and it will be changing soon. So even when this, when and if this deal does happen, it's going to keep going. Like this is not the final form. No, no, it can't be because I mean, let's, let's just, let's game it out. Let's talk about, I, for, for, for me, like thinking, Right now, as I move forward, OU and Texas, they're in SEC. Like the deal is done from what from what everybody says. They're all the talking heads, all the people uh, who know anything and have the inside sources, they're acting like this thing's this thing's not an if, it's a win. The the question is not if OU and Texas want to come to the SEC, if they're going to be let, if the votes gonna if they're gonna have the votes. The question is, okay, are they gonna be announced like tomorrow, or is it gonna be kind of a gradual thing? Are they gonna be in for the 2022 season are they going to get out of their media contracts by 25 like I, I let's move on to that i think the more interesting thing to think about is okay with ou and texas leaving the big 12 gone where does that leave 
for at that point is the, is the big 10 is the pac 12 and is the a acc are they is it a is it a power four you know does the big 12 gone or does the big 10 need to respond and do some sort of merger with the pac 12 or does the acc need to do something or does a team or does one of the big dog teams in one of these conferences say you know what like i don't want to be i don't want to be uh oklahoma state left in a dead conference so i need to make the move before before somebody else does you know miami might say you know what <clears throat> i don't want to be left in the acc when clemson's gone cuz Cle- you know cuz cuz and and i saw I, I don't know if this is true or not but i saw a, a tweet that um sankey had already reached out to clemson uh was it florida state i, I sent i think i sent it to y'all he he he's reached out to to clemson florida state and like ohio state or something like in michigan maybe that because they want to build the super conference they want to build you know basically the nfl like a a you know how many 22 team 32 team oh that sounds like your own division like you're just going to take all the best teams in college football exactly yeah we you it's know like bs plus yeah uh well just the major leagues versus the minor leagues yeah. like a football i mean that's pretty much what it's been but you know everyone at least had a chance now i can understand why greg sankey wants this and why he would also want clemson and whoever else it's like he is building a huge brand and basically it's you know unformidable and so who does he care who's like why, why would he care if texas and Onu could survive in, in the sec no He's he doesn't money. maybe one maybe one year they had success but it's a rich booster programs both of them uh just it's a lot story to- tradition it's everything you want from a college from, from if you're putting together i mean like when when i think when you think about college football teams like if you if i if i named every state and i said scott give me a give me a team from each state if i say texas you're probably going to say texas you know ut if i say oklahoma you're going to say sooners like if I, and so yeah it makes perfect sense now i i do think that um I mean, like I, I remember Daniel when we were we were sitting next to each other, like when this news broke, and we were talking about it. And I was just like, I mean, I kind of like the big, I like having the Big Twelve. Like I like having, you know, these different games to watch different, and that that all means something. Like, you know, uh, Kansas State has beat OU I think the past like two or three years in a row, and like that, I, I don't know. I kind of like watching with on the edge of my seat of like, okay, is this team gonna really upset? Uh, you know, going to upset like a, the power of this conference. Whereas if, when the, when these teams roll into the sec, it's basically every, every game is going to be a, a, a death match. Yeah. Well, it kind of creates some sort of nebulous, like sense of allegiance and regionality, which, I mean, you can argue whether you even need that at all or not, but I kind of like the like us versus them oh, yeah. mentality a little bit like, where everyone's like South. SEC, yeah. SEC. Like, I mean, you don't no one, get no that. One, no one other than Rob Lowe goes like NFL, <laughs> NFL. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Cause and then in the national championship, for the most part, LSU fans will cheer for like the SEC team against whoever else. Yeah. Uh, Cause you have that little allegiance, even though it's kind of manufactured a little bit, uh, but yeah, then if everybody's just in one conference, that kind of goes away, and you're just like, eh, it's every man for themselves at that point. Yeah, well, this is the thing, though. It's I, like again, I get why Greg Sankey would want this, but I'm still wondering. Like, it, you could say money, but like Tommy said, you know, the Longhorns had the Longhorn Network. Oh, you, I don't think they were doing that bad. You know, if you're if you're good, 
you, you'll make money. But it's like if if Texas had a problem getting out of the Big Twelve to play for a title, like how do they think they're going to come out, come out of the SEC West, right? Like, because unless they just think, well, if we're in the SEC East, we could compete. In which I would case, I would say, yeah, you could. Uh, but just looking at the SEC West, I don't know how. But they've already come out with you know this model of what they think it would look like once this does happen, if it's definite. And they're calling them pods, and I mm-hmm. and I can't stand it already. Yeah, I don't know why terrible, it has to be a pod. <laughs> just call it a group. Can we call it a group instead of a pod? Uh, that's what uh, makes me think of this or like snow peas or, you know, how they divided up my middle school class groups and back in the 90s. It's just a pod doesn't sound right. But they're going to have four. And I guess so far they're going to have Florida, Georgia, Kentucky, South Carolina. That'd be one. That makes sense. Alabama, yeah. Auburn, Tennessee, Vanderbilt also makes sense. They're kind of regionally combined. They're giving Alabama an easy draw. Makes sense. Sure. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, they, they, they'll lose to Auburn probably 40% of the time uh, for whatever reason, you know, it's just, that's just the rivalry, I guess. Pod, the other pod will be LSU, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, A&M. I think that works. It makes sense. You could also have Arkansas instead of A&M, but whatever. And then the last one would be Arkansas, Missouri, Texas, and Oklahoma, all members of the former big 12. Yeah. Um, I mean, you could, I don't know how they would slice it up if it would be like that, or if they would just, say screw everything and then just reformat everything just to accommodate these guys. But last time, you know, they split it. One went to the East, one went to the West. Like, I, you think the SEC is going to be completely like, like what are these pods though? So now there's going to be uh, like, how do you, who you win your pod, then you play another pod to go to the pod championship. Like, yeah. It's been a, been a lot of like theory crafting of, yeah. Cause at that point you're having conference semifinals yeah. to get the conference finals. And that's yeah. like, that's a lot of games, um, which could be good, could be bad. And then there's been some people saying that they're going to rotate like pod a versus pod D for two years. Then you switch your, like your opponent. Um, the thing that I like the most about that situation is the concept that every school would play, every other school home and away every four years. Mm. It's like, if you were a four-year athlete, you would play at every single stadium in the SEC at least once. Cool. Um, and the same That's thing for fans, like a fan could travel to every stadium in four years, uh, which seems pretty neat because that like doesn't happen at this point because you're playing the SEC East for LSU once every 12 years, like mm-hmm. at home, which is pretty wild. Um, so I like that, but a lot of logistics to work out they may just go for the simple solution, just do eight and eight, just stick with the East and West. Um, that seems like the easy way out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that Scott, I think that the, the big, the big selling point for, for Texas and OU is just gotta be recruiting. I remember when, when A&M came to the sec and they said, and, and I don't think they capitalized on their opportunity as well as they probably should have. Um, but when you and Daniel, you know this because you follow the recruiting really closely. Uh, the three biggest states in the country for recruiting: Florida, California, Texas. Yeah, the, the, you get so many great players. I mean, we we go in there and basically get like you know the the, the third like thirds. We don't even get seconds. We get thirds from Houston, and we end up with Grant Delpit. Like we get great players for and Jamal Adams. He's from he's from but Dallas, I think. So we get these great players from Texas and we're not a Texas school. Um, A&M, when they came to the SEC, the big selling point, the thing that, that said, oh man, A&M going to take over this conference is for them to be able to say, hey, y'all, you know, all these great players, we can recruit all across this, this entire state and say, you want to stay home 
but you want to play in the SEC. You want to play the best, the best pro or the best programs. You want to uh, go, you know, play for a program that's going to sit or play for playing a conference that sends the most people to the NFL, has the most NFL success. You could stay home and you don't have to go to LSU, Alabama, uh, you know, Ole Miss, wherever. Now, and, and AM has done that to a degree. You've seen, I mean, they have a ton of great talent. I don't, they haven't capitalized on it with wins. But, and this is my prediction, I think that the, from, from the moment that it, OU and Texas enter the, enter the, uh, the SEC, I think that Lincoln Riley is going to win a national championship. I think that you give him a couple of years to recruit with, he's already on the up and up. I mean, obviously, he's the, he's the leader as far as offense goes, probably in the country. Um, and the defense is improving. You've seen that year to year. But I really think that I think that OU is in a position to really capitalize on on being able to 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 say like, hey, kid from Dallas or kid from Fort Worth or kid from Houston, you want to compete at the highest level. You want to win. Cha- you want to compete for championships. You want to and you want to make sure that you know your draft stock is better is as good as it can be. You don't need to go to Tuscaloosa. You don't need to go to Auburn or Georgia or LSU come to come here at, to, to Oklahoma and we'll be able to do the same thing for you. And you get to be an hour from home instead of seven. Yeah, no, totally. I get it. And I, I, I guess I would call this what you're talking about, you know, benefiting from saying that and having this sec footprint, it's, it's like herd success instead of herd immunity, herd success. You're, you're going to benefit from joining this conference. And I get it, you know, cause there's gotta be like thinking of what all Texas had. And, you know, the Big 12 did have some good, you know, story traditions. Like, as like you were talking about, Tommy, things that you liked watching other conferences. I wish LSU had like a, a Red River rivalry, you know, yeah. where you, you play a team in a neutral location. You know, it's a Texas State Fair every year. It's, it's something, you know, it's been something for a long time. The only thing I can think that comes close in the SEC is the Georgia-Florida game. every in Jacksonville. Year. Yeah, they meet in Jacksonville. But it's, it's not really the same. You know, we kind of just get together for a football game and people start tailgating, you know, Thursday, Friday night, which is a great, you know, and there's always a downtown area to go to. But, like, that's it. You know, everything else is home and home, which is fine. And but, wasn't that – isn't that, like, a relatively new thing that they were meeting in a neutral site? Like, hasn't it – wasn't it originally played back in home and home? What, what, who, Texas or – No, or, no or, um, Georgia, Georgia, Florida. Florida. Yeah, that started, I don't know why, it started in like in, in the 90s. They said it was, you know, it was just easier for teams travel-wise, mm. but I, I don't get it. You look at a map and Gainesville is right down the street from from Jacksonville, <laughs> but I think it was for the fans, you know, because Florida is so long, maybe, yeah. and Georgia's tall compared to where Jacksonville is. I mean, that would make the most sense if you want to pull fans from both sides of or the top and bottom ends of your respective state. It makes sense that way. And I don't know, they did it and they like it and it sucks. The fans like it. Uh, granted, the, you know, the, the administrative, you know, the, uh, not the AD, but like the, you know, the presidents, they don't like it because, or they didn't like it because it became, you know, um, just, they call it the world's largest cocktail party. Yeah. And that's really good for the fans. But as a, you know, I guess if you're the president, you just keep hearing these stories of people just going down there getting tanked and, you know, misrepresenting your university or just embarrassing themselves or you, whatever. It, but, you know, that's, let the fans be the fans. Don't worry about that. But I guess, you know, if, if you're dealing with 18 and 19-year-olds, maybe you kind of have to have some sort of opinion on it, right? Um, yeah. Because that's, that's part of it. These also, kids- speaking of rivalries, poor Oklahoma State. Oklahoma pretty much told them that their rivalry they played every year for the last 110 years, like, it means nothing. And they're just like, goodbye. Y'all have right. fun. Bye-bye, Bedlam. Yeah. 
That's what they were called. So yeah, going back to what you know, what if these other teams are going to do? I'm, I heard some already reached out to the Pac-12. That makes sense. I'm sure some will reach to the Big Ten because Nebraska went there. You know, um, yeah, Kansas is trying to hop in the Big Ten. They got the basketball at least, so they're mm, kind of valuable. That kind of makes sense. Yeah, I mean, football wise, no, they'll probably say we'll take your basketball program, but that football program's got to go out to the Pac-12. Y'all just don't have to play. <laughs> We're not accepting you. Well, yeah, and like meanwhile, Notre Dame's just sitting here, like, yeah, we don't care. Just you know, we'll we'll schedule whoever we need to, you know, because their schedule is basically the same every year. Like they have all these rivalries, so it, it doesn't matter. They're like the one anomaly. I don't think I don't think Texas could do that, you know. But who, who cares? Um, it would be weird to see the ACC go away, though. I mean, I mean yeah, I I don't know. I, I just I do think that there's been such a consolidation in, in power as far as college football goes and, and where college football goes. So does the rest of college sports. The, the interesting thing to also think about when you, when you talk about all this conference realignment is that, you know, people will say like, Oh, well the ACC, like, I mean, not the ACC, sorry, the NCAA, like, what is this? What is it? What are they going to say? Why don't they care? Like, don't they want to have strong conferences? And I would say, yes, they do. But the only thing they can say because they 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 have no they're if you think they're hands off like you know nowadays they're they're the most hands off in football. They don't even crown a an NCAA champion. You know like that you re, you hold that golden tube or whatever that's just given by a company. There's a, there, there's a a you know a C corp called the College Football Playoff that just has taken it upon themselves to to crown the champions. Um, same thing with the BCS. The BCS was just a an entity it wasn't anything specific to the ncaa so um i have i have seen things about like okay like maybe the sec will also like have have this be a football only thing or have or have some have some some part of it that's football only um kind of like how notre dame came into the acc for that one season but it was football only for oh wait no they they only they play in the ACC for, for every other sport. Is that right? They play ACC for basketball. I know. At least they did for a while. Yeah. Maybe they played the Big East. I don't know. Well, Big Yeah. And now they're gone. Now Big East is gone. Anyways, but my point is, is that like football is the one where there's some, there's a lot more flexibility. I think the way, if the NCAA, if you're wondering about the NCAA flexing their muscles, the way they could say, the way they could say, they could try to put a check on this to say, okay, conferences, you can do whatever you want. But if Texas and OU go to the SEC, then the SEC can't play in the March Madness or can't play in the College World Series. That's the only way they could do anything. I mean, I think that's kind of crazy. Like, that would be unprecedented if they did that. But that's the only way that they can really, you know, uh, put a check on, on, on all the activity going on. But with all that being said, I think that, again, like you said, Scott, yeah, it'd be crazy to think about, like, the ACC not existing. But – what do what is the ACC without Clemson and maybe Florida? Like, who is the number two in the ACC anyway? Is it Florida State? Is it Miami? Is it I, or, or yeah, or UNC now? Probably UNC, yeah. But either I mean, if you take any of those, if you take Clemson away and you take any of those, you know, three that we just rattled off, that's a crippling blow to that conference. And that's how most of the conferences is, are. If you took Michigan and Ohio State from the Big Ten, does the Big Ten still live on? You know, like, and it's not even that, that the programs that are left over are bad. It's that they don't have, uh, they don't have those, those, you know, it's like, I don't think Penn state alone can, can, do, can keep a, can keep the big 10 afloat 
or I don't think, let's say Clemson and Florida state came to the sec. I don't think North Carolina and Miami alone can keep the ACC afloat. Um, I'll say, you know who I think the biggest loser in this whole thing is, if you want to talk about an individual person, Dave Aranda. (laughs) I'm not joking. I mean, like he went from being a top 10, you know, a top, top 10 or top five coordinator at a power five SEC, you know, national champion team to being a head coach in the big 12 where, I mean, I think all of us would have said, wow, that's a pretty attractive job going to Baylor after Matt rule took over. They're kind of on the upswing, you know, he's got, he gets his chance. And now let's say all this goes through by next year, he'll be in a dead conference. He'll be coaching a coaching a middling team in a dead conference. Yeah. Well, I mean, what if, uh, you know, I mean, you wouldn't even have to change the name, the teams that are left over from the big 12 and potentially teams from the ACC, if that were to happen, they could just form their own conference. Would it be strong? I don't know. Probably not. But, you know, like Syracuse, like if the ACC broke up, Syracuse going to the Big Ten makes even more sense than them in the ACC right now. You know, like these all these mid-level and lower teams, that'll work out fine for them. But it's the like those teams that are like right there. Like, yeah, like, wow, Florida State's down. This is UNC's like five-year window. You know, and they have a good coach. They can do it. But. I'm not a big UNC guy. I'm just thinking, you know, hypothetically. Yeah, like Dave Rana, what if he was able to turn them around? You never know. Um, it, it just, it's, it's just a, such a, a weird thing. But what's crazy to me is it's, it's not driven by anything other than your football program, mm-hmm. right? It's like some teams could not, like, you know, I, I don't know if you can do that with the NCAA with your team can be in a different conference based on the sport but it's like all these like oklahoma and texas are doing this for football right like that's the only thing like what else could be they're not moving it for you know the golf teams yeah no i I, and 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 football's the money maker as far as as far as tv deals i mean i'm sorry i love college baseball i love college basketball but the the tv deals and those are not lucrative in the same way the football is but but i think it's also just a if you just look at the sec conference as a whole maybe they are looking beyond football because Texas is one of the probably the few, if only teams in the, in the big 12, you know, that are, you know, could probably go to the, you know, to Omaha every year, or maybe field a, a team that can make it to the sweet 16, you know, but if you, if you want to get better, you got to play better. So if you're playing teams from the SEC and, you know, basketball and college world series, you know, a baseball, like you said, going back to football, recruiting's going to benefit and everything everybody's going to get better you would think uh, i remember you know 10 years ago you wouldn't have thought of uh you know arkansas being the number one team going into the college world series or mississippi state winning their first title you know they fielded some good teams but they just weren't at that level now they are so i know i think you can benefit from those around you and it wouldn't just benefit them in football it would benefit them in basketball and probably baseball as well i don't know no, I think it, it going going into the SEC, it's the strongest conference pretty much in anything. I mean, other than maybe basketball, it, you know, for lacrosse, they, they they we don't have anything. On yeah, we all, I don't <laughs> play lacrosse. Um, but yeah, if you're talking about, you know, I, I would say ice hockey is the ACC probably the biggest, the best, the best conference of basketball, or, or the Big Twelve, Big or Big Ten, Big Ten. That's what I was kind of asking. Um, but you know, whatever. Yeah, we're probably we're not the best in basketball, but as far as baseball, football, and then, I mean, I know LSU's won a bunch of championships in track and field and golf and uh, 
SEC wins everything in women's basketball usually. Yeah. Much. And so I, I feel like um, it's a good move for the whole program. It's not, I, I don't think it ever hurts. I don't think it ever hurts your, your program or your school to have your logo on that commercial where the, where all the different teams do their things and they start chanting S E C like the, I think that that's a, an instant upgrade for your brand, for your college. And I think it's also, I don't think this is necessarily a, there, there's, there's really a no lose. The only loser in this, as far as schools go is A&M <laughs> because they've told you that we're going to be losers if we, if this goes through, because they've said they don't want Texas in, in their league. Right. Maybe, maybe they would want to join the big 12 and try and be the head dog, but yeah, but I thought that would be a good thing though. The Texas A&M rivalry, they that keep Texas is dodging them. Here's your chance. Yeah. Maybe they just don't want the fans, but you know, it comes with the territory. I don't, I, yeah, I don't really get, I mean, I do get why A&M doesn't want to compete. They, they want, they like being able to say, Hey, we're the only team in Texas uh, in the sec. So come play for us. Don't play for Texas. Now, you know, now they're going to have to really, really recruit against two top level programs, which I think objectively looking at it, like if I'm a recruit, I think I'm more, I'm more um, interested in playing for Lincoln Riley or playing for Texas than I am playing for A&M. That's just me, but I don't, I don't know if, a&M is the, is as sexy of a, of a school as you know, I think when it's, when it's the only sec team in Texas, it is, or it can be, but mm-hmm. when you got two other options, I, I don't know if they're going to be the number one dog as far as tex as far as Texas recruiting goes. I think all this means it's time for sec founding member Tulane Greenway to return to the conference. <laughs> <laughs> kind of crazy. And Georgia tech, maybe, maybe I actually thought that'd be kind of funny if, if when Clemson came over, if Clemson brought Georgia tech, because Georgia Tech was one of the founding members. Wasn't Emory one of the founding teams in the SEC? Was it really? That'd I think be, so. That'd be incredible. That's, that's, so that's the one where you bring in strictly for GPA. <laughs> I don't even know if they play sports anymore. I don't think they do. <laughs> uh, no, they do. But like all the sports that the SEC is not good at, like you were saying. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that that's just going to be interesting to see how it plays out from here. Because, you know, they've already... They, it's a, it's some weird process. This is something else I thought was interesting is they have to formally let the Big 12 know that they're not going to be participating. And then they have to petition the SEC, basically apply. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, all likelihood, Greg saying he's going to say, sure, come on in. Um, <laughs> I think it'd be hilarious if he said, no, thank you. Like after, <laughs> after they already said no, because that's like you're that's a big leap of faith. But obviously they wouldn't do it if it was for sure yeah but i just think it's just a weird situation um you know because you don't quit your job and then start looking for a new one you, you jump when you know it's uh it's a safe landing spot so i i don't know it'll be interesting to see what happens with the big 12 like leftovers you know um i don't know uh, it's it's just going to be a really big shakeup. uh oh, do you guys have any uh any final thoughts about it I think that was mostly, you know, like you said, they formally announced today, Monday, that they will not be renewing the media rights after 2025. And like Tommy had mentioned, if they want to get out before, then they got to pay, what is it, 75 mil a piece, which they could do and then get in at 2022 at the earliest, supposedly. Most think that's going to happen. I, Because th- I, 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 I think there, there are people saying that basically you don't want a lame duck uh program in there for four years yeah because you know you know they're already one foot out the door yeah um and then yes yeah, they got a petition sec and then they got a vote 
And most people think it's going to be 13 to one with A&M being the one against some, some people think A&M is going to get pressured into voting for it mm-hmm. just so that, like they show kind of solidarity and unity, um, which would be interesting. I also saw some people online saying that A&M might try and corral like Missouri and like Ole Miss and something to vote in against. I've heard they, they might try to get LSU in there too. Yeah. To try and so they could squeeze four votes, which is like what they need to, to shut it down. And they would offer like all sorts of like, they would give their home games away pretty much uh, <laughs> like to the other schools. Uh, but that, that's probably not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I, I think it's, I think it's going to happen. I think that, and I think that we all need to get ready. It, it's, it's sad to say, I mean, and I, maybe, maybe it's, you know, it's one of those things we're going into uncharted waters and it might be that this is actually the new golden age of college football. And that, you know, when we get these teams in the SEC and then let's just say Clemson comes in and then lo and behold, you know, here's uh, we, we also they Clemson comes in and they bring uh, Florida State in with them. And then Florida State goes kind of, you know, Norvell brings them back to the to the way that they were like in the 90s. So then you have just like this incredible mega conference with great competition and all these traditions and, and you know, all this stuff together. Maybe that's what happens. But I also think there's a world where. You have one conference that matters on Saturdays, and then the rest is basically just high school games. You know, it's like you watch them and you watch them and they're fine. And and if you're at that school or if you're a fan of that school, like if you're a fan of tech or you're a fan of um, SMU or wherever, you know, that's cool and that's fun. But, you know, like there is no it does not really matter what's happening with Arizona State um, because the the teams that are going to compete are playing in the SEC. And I think that is that is kind of sad because that's the great thing about college football is that if a team gets hot, you can have a team like Boise State, play, you know, playing from from the middle of nowhere, have a team that comes in and, and, and competes. And I mean, with and if that's that's become less and less, uh, less and less possible with the with the addition of the playoff. But with you, you combine a twelve team playoff with. Uh, a mega sec and it's going to be you know eight teams nine teams from the sec in the playoff and then or maybe not eight maybe not eight but a strong majority of teams from the playoff and then and then you know cannon fodder mm-hmm. yeah um but I, I don't know it's like if we're at 16 teams you just think everyone just splits up to another you know if there's four four conferences of 16 teams i don't know how that would work out like pac-12 big 10 then there'd have to be some other conference maybe the big 12 and the acc leftovers form their own but like if you had four super conferences of 16 teams bam there's your field for 64 for anything you know it's like i I don't think you'd need to play 32 (laughs) football games to pare down to a winner You, you could probably cut it down a little bit but still it's like all right acc give us your four best four best teams or you know pack 12 four 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 something like that to where at least you know no one's ever going to be completely happy but i think the more teams you include the better uh i don't know maybe that's what it's heading towards yeah we'll see we'll see um but man are, are you all right so be honest have you guys watched any olympics yeah yeah, yeah watched a little bit. Watched the swimming, watched the gymnastics. I watched 
skateboarding. I watched women skateboarding. I saw a 13 year old girl win a she won. That was kind of crazy. I fell asleep during um during softball, so that, that counts. Yeah, there you go. I've seen some uh some basketball, some oh I, I'm so glad I have not seen any basketball. Yeah, I know. They haven't lost in like 25 straight games and then boop. Um, this is definitely not the dream team, but you know, whatever. Um, but I was just asking, it's I haven't seen anything. I just usually the timing of it, you know, I know it's all tape delay and I could watch it at night, but um I saw I a highlight today of the triathlon. Like when they start, they start with the swimming, so they dive into the water and like all the, the swimmers are lined up on the edge of the dock and then the horn goes off and everybody dives in, but there's like a motorboat with the camera that right in front of them. So it's blocking half the people. And then the boat like tries to reverse out and half the other people are swimming and almost mows down everybody in the water, oh, which would have been like disgusting. And then, kinda, and then kinda the boat like watch. has to, to reverse out of there and they're like sounding the horn, like to stop the race. They, they called a false start and brought everybody back, but it's almost a gruesome scene on the triathlon. <laughs> That is, yeah, these games, they're not going off as, as planned, but I, the only thing I did catch was that, that opening ceremony with the drones. And that, oh, I didn't see that part. I saw, I saw the tw- on Twitter, but I didn't actually watch the, that part. Yeah, no, I did. I, did, I also watched highlights. I just, that was very cool. That's, yeah. that hadn't been done before. That was amazing. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know the U S uh, well, I, I'd say one good thing definitely worth mentioning is um, uh, Brooks Curry, LSU swimmer was uh, was part of the gold medal medley team. The it was the four by four by one hundred. Was that the one we watched last night, David? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we watched that one. Then. Was that the prelim or was it the final? I think it was the final. They had the final, the four by one free. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think I, well, um, he. I mean, he didn't. He didn't actually swim in that one. He swam in the one of. Oh, the you said the medley. Yeah. So oh, I'm, the, no, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm when I say medley, I was thinking like you know relay uh like oh relay okay yeah sorry i'm in relay i'm in relay um yeah because he didn't swim in like the the gold medal race but he he swam them she swam to get them there and uh so he earned this this gold medal and the uh the guy who replaced him actually after the medal ceremony he went to the uh, the edge of the stands and gave uh, brooks curry his gold medal that's cool see i didn't okay that that's interesting i didn't know i mean to be honest you know I just I just noticed it's four guys swimming. I don't know who's who's really doing it. And so I'm like, I didn't realize that they switched that, that you can switch in and out in between, you know, in between races. That's kind yeah, of Yeah, I, I didn't either. I guess it I don't know. Um it says all swimmers who participate in the prelims or the finals are awarded a medal, like for the medal winning like, yeah. relay team. So that's cool for him, I guess. Well, no, I just didn't know that like I, I you know, it's like I wonder what the decision is. It's like, okay, like why is he why does he swim in the prelim? I guess maybe Probably they knew they were gonna get in. Yeah, they keep their like anchor guy. Like, yeah, keep him fresh. Well, if it's like he's he's you know, just below like he's not as good as them, he's not gonna be on the on the the, the winning team, but he's about as good. So we'll get there on the prelim with him and then put in the the ringer <laughs> uh yeah well i think it was well yeah it's that but it's it's kind of more to like what daniel was saying with um I think, yeah i think caleb dressel replaced him yeah. he was like they're kind of like they're all stars yeah. like yeah. the next michael phelps exactly well yeah because caleb dressel is you know he's potentially going for like seven or eight gold medals i think so uh yeah maybe they did save him just for that last that last race you know the final and just let Brooks Curry get them there. I mean, that's that's that could have been what happened. Because I mean, if he's going for seven golds, yeah, they they'll want that to happen. That's that's definitely newsworthy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, congrats to Brooks Curry, the 
first LSU swimmer to win a gold in the Olympics. That's awesome. I know there, I mean, there was some other, you know, some tidbits of information. I mean, we are about a week away from, from fall camp starting, you know, I mean, we already talked about uh, quarterbacks. I don't know. We could probably get into, you know, other offensive starters, maybe not today, but something we could think about for next time. Yes. Yeah. I mean, the offensive line pretty much wide receivers and running backs. I don't know. Maybe that's the only thing that's still, still kind of left up in the air, but um, I guess fall camp will, will shake that out. Yeah, before we go, I have a, I have yeah, a trivia. Trivia, right? Yeah, so uh, today marks 5,000 days since Alabama lost their last game to an unranked opponent in college football. So that's a very long time, 14 seasons. Do either of y'all have any idea who it is? Yeah. seasons? I do. I think I know where it is. I think it is. <laughs> Should we know where it is, Daniel? Or yes. Is, is it ULM? Is it the Warhawks? Yes. So yeah. Louisiana Monroe 5,000 <laughs> days ago today uh, in Saban's first season. Wait, uh, 5,000 ago? No, it can't or not. Yeah, it's five thousand days ago because it's oh, not like yeah, because it's not like a, a perfect years. year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. But in the fall, it will be fourteen years, which is pretty crazy that he, they've yeah. gone fourteen years without losing to an unranked opponent. <laughs> also shows how because there've been a lot. I mean, he's lost. It's not like he's gone undefeated. So like, shows again to bring it full circle. I mean, he's lost to Ole Miss twice with uh, with Hugh Freeze as the as the head coach. He's lost to A and M twice. Uh, with Kevin Sumlin and Johnny Manziel, lost to us, lost to Auburn. That means every every single loss that that you know that an SEC team has dealt in, they've been ranked. So again, shows you the the dominance of the conference. Also, I found out that Alabama, twelve of the last thirteen seasons, they've either won the title or they lost to the team that won the title. The only time it didn't happen was when Florida State beat Auburn in the championship, and Auburn beat Alabama. So like by extension, uh, wow. That was just a fact I saw online today, but that's all. Trivia, well, trivia for the day. Wow. Hopefully they don't make it another 5,000. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe right. we need ULM. We need ULM to go take them out again. <laughs> right, or Tulane when they join the SEC. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I could pretty much do it for us if uh, unless you guys – I think that's it. Uh, Javon Harrison from LSU is going to be competing long jump and high jump finals Sunday. Uh, so tune in for that. Respect. Good luck to him. I know right. he's, I know he's a listener, so good mm-hmm. luck. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to jumps. No, is it jumps? It's some weird name like that, right? That, is that what they call him? Yeah. That's kind of cool. I, I'd never heard that. I don't know. Yeah. I probably got it right, but, um, yeah, that'll pretty much do it for us here on Talking Tigs. Uh, tune in next week. We'll have some, hopefully some more uh, good news Olympic-wise. And I don't know, we'll see maybe if, uh, if the SEC has accepted Texas and Oklahoma at that point. And we'll have plenty for you with fall camp as that starts to rev up. Uh, but until then, have a good week and stay safe, stay tuned, and we'll talk to you next time on Talking Tigs.